Welcome to Talk With Us Tuesday, brought to you by the Mental Health Diaries podcast. We thank you for joining us another week, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back, Warriors, to another Talk With Us Tuesdays. I'm your co-host, Daisy Girl, and today I have my best friend, my home girl, my sister from another mister, Lady DMC. Thank you so much for that beautiful, lovely, and amazing introduction, Desi Girl. What up, Warriors? Lady DMC here. Happy to be back. Yes, we have a fantastic episode for you guys all today. It's one of our personal favorites. We recently actually wrote a post about it, our self-care activity, and we're going to share our story behind the scenes, everything that wasn't on the post. So let's get started. Let's do it. I'm totally ready for this. So I have a question for you, Lady DMC. Go for it. Um, I know this is going to be funny, but karate is your your jam. And could you give me the inside scoop of, is karate like what the karate kid um, portrays it? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> The reason I say yes, it's because it does require that discipline. It does require that time that you put into it for the practice, for your classes, going to your dojo. And at least for me, maybe it's because I'm doing a Japanese art, but I'm doing it here in the US. But my sensei is not the crack whip type of person. He is strict. But he's not the, you have to do it this way and, you know, the 200 or 300 push-ups or whatever. (laughs) So that's why I say yes and no. Okay, cool. I've always wanted to ask you that and I thought it would be cool to ask you on the air. (laughs) (laughs) My next question is, can you tell us, I know you touched on this a little bit on the post, but could you kind of tell us a little bit how you chose karate over every other activity in the world absolutely so it was when I actually started this journey my mental health journey um, it was one day that I was actually believe it or not super anxious at work and being new being a new warrior myself I honestly did not know where to turn to you know I mean I had already spoken to my then fiance my parents everything but nothing seemed to be calming me down so call it um, divine providence call it destiny whatever you want to call it but for some reason the light bulb went off that um, I've always had my dad around who really enjoys martial arts movies you know the Chuck Norris the Bruce Lee type thing you know like you said the karate kid things like this right and I remember that day that I had always had that curiosity exactly how you asked me is this what martial arts is really like you know um and what it would be like to actually participate in a dojo in an actual dojo and i just said you know what i'm anxious today why don't i look for something out there to do i went on google searched for a dojo near me near my area who was actually doing free trial classes. I gave it a shot. I tried it, found that it was the thing for me, found that my sensei was absolutely awesome. And ever since then, I'm here three years later. 
a black belt and loving it more each and every day. <laughs> oh my god, yes. So you've officially graduated? Can we call it a graduation? Uh, promotion, graduation, whatever you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. So can you tell us, explain a little bit to our listeners who probably aren't um, familiar with karate, like what does that mean? So you're a black belt, what does that mean now? Black belt basically just means that obviously I've gone through the rest of the color range. I've done my basics from from white to yellow, orange, etc., and it basically means that this is where my karate journey begins. It means that I've learned all the foundation, all the basics, and now what I can focus on is helping others learn and helping myself perfect and work on what I've been taught. Very cool. So now you can officially teach karate, right? I should be able to assist and teach, yes. Very cool. So what are your thoughts on sharing this passion you have with other warriors? I think it would be a great idea. I think, you know, it never hurts, especially when, you know, we have so much chaos going on in our mind, when our days could get a little bit crazy, you know, with anxiety, depression, whatever it may be, to try something like a martial art that keeps you so focused, keeps you in the moment, and, you know, maybe it'll it'll spark something or help someone just like it did to me. So I would absolutely, absolutely love to pass that on and see if it would be a benefit to others as well. So, you know, from what I'm hearing, karate is kind of like your safe haven, that one place and time where, you know, your anxiety and depression is not allowed, not welcome. Um, it's just you and, um, correct me if I'm wrong with the terminology, you and your sensei and just focusing on what's happening in the moment, correct? Absolutely. And I think that's been the biggest benefit of joining the martial art is what you just said of having having to learn and being forced to be present. I think that's one of the biggest and most beautiful things that art has taught me. So has karate ever infringed on your mental health? Like, have you ever felt like it negatively impacted your mental health? Um, I mean, I think the only time that it stresses me out, and this might be just part of my personality, is possibly when I'm going to test or when I have to compete. I think that's, you know, it's the normal nerves, but being an anxious person, you know, sometimes it, it gets a little bit more than I want. But Besides that, you know, with the practices and everything, no. I, I really don't mind, you know, joining my dojo mates and practicing with them and practicing in front of my sensei as long as I'm not testing. <laughs> I get you. And that, you know, that you've talked about this a little bit in our previous episodes when we were talking about our anxiety and depression, how um, you do get anxious when it comes to having the spotlight on you. Oh, absolutely. That's been one of my biggest triggers and one of my biggest fears, actually, since I was a little girl. So, without a doubt. So, my next question is, um, and I've never been to a competition before, so correct me if I'm wrong. So, when you compete, are there people, like, around you, like, aside from your, your sensei and, like, your classmates? Yes. Um, actually, competitions are done normally in either a very big gym 
um, or a very big building, whatever we can find. And just think of it as kind of like mini rings, sort of, but we form the rings with what's called tatami mats. So it's like blue and red mats that you actually um, place around the gym and you usually have um, four, usually have four judges in the corners. You have the ref in the middle if it's sparring. And then you normally have um, the scorekeepers in front. Plus, of course, all the family and friends that want to come and support you and watch you compete. So yeah, there's, there's hundreds of people there at a time. So my next question, I know you know where I'm going with this. Yes. <laughs> you know, I know one of your biggest triggers with your anxiety is public speaking or public really anything. So mm -hmm. how has, you know, competition, has it helped your anxiety with public speaking? Has it hindered you? Like kind of walk us through how this has impacted your anxiety and your trigger. As I said, it's the only downside that I can find to karate is actually knowing that I have to you know, perform in front of so many people. But what I've been trying to do is kind of reprogram my brain, reprogram myself that whether it be with this or what other triggers I have is just do my best to face them head on. Um, I've seemed to notice that for the fears that I have, like for example, performing in front of a group, the only way that I'm really gonna start diminishing that and really start getting over that is if I just do it. There's no other way. So, you know, regardless if I do have the sweaty palms or, you know, if I do turn more pale than I already am and I am a little bit scared, I just say, just if you mess up, you mess up, you know, just go do it. So it, it does impact me though. Like I do have times where it's difficult to sleep before a competition or before a test. I mean, I know before my black belt test, I had a pretty pretty major anxiety attack the night before um but I just have to get it done and my hope is that the more that I kind of do that um what do you call it the help me here Desi girl exposure therapy exposure therapy yes thank you that's, that's exactly the terminology I was looking for the more that I expose myself to that I'm hoping that the less grasp it'll have on me that's my philosophy. I hope it works. <laughs> and I hope it works for you. And I, I mean, I can tell you, you know, we do videos together and I, there's a huge difference from the time when we were doing our German project video and to today. So I see the growth. I see the difference. I see you being able to kind of manipulate your anxiety into thinking that, oh no, it's not a big deal. And you flawlessly performing. Oh, but thank you so much. But I have to say that being with my sister, my homegirl, having you by my side just helps so much because you're kind of helping me again to be present. And what I do in those moments when we do that filming and why it seems a lot easier is because I just pretend like I'm talking to you. Like there's no one else around. Like we're having just a simple phone call like we do all the time. And it's just makes it so much easier because I'm not scared around you. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> so, girl, mm -hmm. I know we've talked a little bit about my karate, but I know you, Missy. You, just like moi, 
you love to dance and your thing is Bollywood dancing. So can you please tell us a little bit of the background of how you got into that, how you got so passionate about it, how it was that that came about in your life? Yeah, so my journey was a little more turbulent than yours. Um, so I started dance. I did classical Indian dance, which is Bharatanatyam and Kathak. And I did that from age six to the beginning of middle school. Um, and, you know, my parents put me in that class because I was a shy girl, not very social, kept to myself. And they thought this would be a good opportunity for me to kind of meet girls my own age and girls that are Indian and maybe kind of get my self-esteem up. So I started doing that for a while and then if you read my post, I talk about why I had stopped classical dancing. Um, it was just, there was conflict and you know, the drama or what I like to call the aunties not minding their own business. And, mm -hmm. um, and then for a while I actually didn't dance. I was placed in tennis class and you know, I wasn't really passionate about it. I just did the movements, went to practice. Um, I never like competed or anything. It was just more like learning how to play tennis. But, you know, despite the fact I still was dancing privately in my room and, uh -huh. um, you know, when I got graduated high school, because of course, like I was not a good student. So they were like, we need you to focus on passing high school. So I played tennis up until high school. And then I, once I went to college, my parents were like, hey, you know, maybe you should try this Bollywood dance um, studio. So it was a new school. And I went and I, my first day, I did horrible. And the teacher's like, what is your issue? Like, <laughs> oh. like, why are you dancing? Like, for someone who's done classical dancing, you should be able to pick this stuff up pretty quickly. And, you know, I explained to her my experience. And after that, like, I was in love with Bollywood dancing. Um, we turned into a competing team and Oh my god, it was so much fun. Um, unfortunately, we all were the same age and transferred to different colleges, so our group dismantled. And I moved up north, didn't really dance, but you know, of course, you know me, I had my private dance um, classes. Yes. Um, and then came back down south again after I graduated and, you know, didn't get into grad school, couldn't find a job. So my parents were like, hey, maybe go back to dance because that's that one thing that's like a really motivator for me. So I joined this dance academy, um, made it very clear, I don't want to compete. I'm just doing it for fun, meeting new people, you know, kind of getting out of the house. Um, very quickly, it turned into a competing class. Um, we became a troupe and we were competing and Rehearsals were ridiculous. It was like six hours, like every day, Monday through Friday, and then competitions. And just the environment was very toxic for me, at least. Um, yeah. And I just hated it. And literally one day was supposed to show up for practice, didn't show up and didn't answer the phone, didn't text anybody back, just never went back. You know, I I find that is so unfortunate. It, it seems like we both have, a, we could both connect in terms that competition seems to be the thing that kind of takes that benefit away from the things that we love. Like, for example, for yourself with dancing, um, 
I guess my question is if you were able to find a safer space like maybe a class that just did it for fun like maybe for someone like yourself who's so passionate about it who likes it who just wants to go and just as I like to say lose yourself in the music for a little bit and enjoy you know would you be willing to go ahead and go back to dancing or is that something you would still be open to do you think it would be more therapeutic that way for you honestly I would not join another like Bollywood Dance Academy just because this last experience was just so traumatic I guess for me um I and you know like I said I had this hate towards Bollywood dancing it became a chore the one thing that I was passionate about the one thing that helped with my anxiety had become the reason why my anxiety was so high um you know you've asked me this privately like if I regret joining that group and I do. I wish I hadn't gone because I, for a very long time, didn't dance and hated it. Um, yes, and again, super unfortunate. I know the passion that you have. You and I have discussed, you know, on our own, how much you actually want to teach me how to dance Bollywood. So I can see that your heart is still in it. It's very unfortunate that it had to be ruined. Something that was benefiting you at the beginning, something that you enjoyed as it got competitive, turned out to be something that, you know, started hindering your mental health. So since we've kind of both had opposite experiences with our self-care activities, for those warriors that are listening out there that potentially had the same experience maybe with a sport maybe with an art whatever it may be and that are feeling potentially the same way like the thing that used to be helping me the thing that used to be my safe haven as you and i both call it is now become has now become something that i don't even want to see hear about or touch anymore like what would you recommend to them in regards to a self-care activity now so definitely be in tune with yourself the moment that 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 activity or um sport or whatever it may be turns into a chore to you something that you do not want to engage in you're forcing yourself to engage in is when you need to take that step back and say all right so why did i join dance class why did i join a soccer team you know what whatever it was and kind of reflect and if it's something like, hey, it's just really difficult right now, because, you know, when I was competing initially back in my undergrad, yeah, there were days that I hated dance class, but it wasn't because of the environment. It was just I couldn't get the moves down or I was so exhausted from classes that I didn't have the energy to do this. But really reflect and when you start hating it, walk away. Um, I wouldn't just bounce like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Be a little bit more mature and, you know, say, hey, look, this is... I joined soccer team because of this and that I'm not getting that anymore. So don't don't wait until you get to the point where I'm at where you hated it and just bounced. Most definitely. Um, and now I know that you've shared with us in the past, you know, that you're not able to do too much physical activity right now um, due to kind of, you know, an accident that you were in and stuff. But um, would you ever consider looking into another self-care activity? I mean, maybe like art or I don't know, just anything else. Have you thought of maybe another option for yourself? 
Um, so yeah, I've looked into like, you know, art classes, baking classes. Um, I've even tried karate. Um, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get that same passion, that same like adrenaline rush that I get when I'm in dance. Um, so I have modified my self-care activity. So I've told you this, but I kind of choreograph like dances in my head and I make like this whole elaborate story in my head. And I, I've surprisingly gotten that same, um, adrenaline, adrenaline rush that you, that I get when I'm actually physically dancing. So I've, I've stuck with dancing. I've just modified it because of my injuries and, you know, hopefully these injuries heal and I can go back to dancing. Um, I know you and I have um, discussed joining a dance class together. So I'm really excited for that. That would be wonderful. As a Latina, you know, it's all about the music. It's all about the the swing, you know, the cumbia, salsa, merengue, the different types of musics that we have. And I've also told you behind the scenes that I absolutely love the Indian culture. I think it's beautiful. The way you guys dress, you already know I can't wait for your wedding, girl, <laughs> because you're going to look absolutely stunning. And I'm so looking forward to that. I love everything about it. I don't understand squat that the music says, but it just makes me want to get up and dance. So if we could somehow find a class that maybe we could take together in the future, whatever it may be, Bollywood, Latina, hip hop, whatever it may be, I'm totally down. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I'm super excited. I actually want to learn other dance forms. Like, so I think it'd be cool if we could join a class where they do different dance forms. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. I think that would be a lot of fun. I love it. Absolutely. And the um, funny that going back to kind of what you were telling us, you know, about how you had to modify your self-care activity, I think that's actually very wise. And, you know, we've discussed this as well in terms of when COVID hit, you know, our lives made a complete 180. So sometimes it, it takes that type of adjustment and not even with just COVID, you know, sometimes with work, like for example, with my self-care activity with karate, um, it's actually divided into two, technically three, but two um, separate aspects, which is kumite, which is a sparring, like the normal fighting um, against your opponent. And we also have kata, which I hate to do this comparison, but it's like the easiest way to explain. It's kind of like a choreographed fight. So basically you stand there and you throw certain punches and certain kicks in sequence, like how you're taught to do them and turns and everything. So of course, me being in an office environment, it's not very proper <laughs> for to, to get up there and start just throwing kicks and punches, you know? But since I get that relief and since I love karate so much, Sometimes I will be sitting in my chair and I'll be like, okay, so how is it that the sequence of kicks and punches goes for this kata and I'll be in my head just going through it and pretending like I'm doing it. And kind of like yourself, I get the same, the same experience. So it's funny how we both had to navigate and uh, kind of modify our, our self-care activity at times. I, I think it's really interesting because you know, with karate, um, you like there's no music or anything, right? There's no background noise that comes with it. 
Mm -mm. Except our kias, our spirit cries. <laughs> but besides that, no. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting because, you know, of course, with Bollywood, there's that music, right? So there's, you know, music, uh -huh. there's beats, there's words. And I think it's so interesting how you flourish in, you know, the silence that comes with karate. Whereas for me, the one of the reasons why I didn't like karate was because it was so quiet and it was so, you know, I couldn't really con get my thoughts to control themselves first. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it's so yeah. interesting because with anxiety, you know, we both talk about it. Um, and I posted a quote a while back. It's like having like four different railroad tracks going and people screaming and conductors yelling, and, <laughs> you know, that's our anxiety. And you would that's about think, right. you would think that karate would be difficult for you because it is so quiet and it's like, you can literally hear your thoughts. And I, I love how you are able to reduce your anxiety with that. For some reason, that's why it caught my attention so much. Um, you know, the only way I can explain it is it's kind of like when you have one job and you're told to do something, kind of like being a surgeon or I don't know, being a photographer or whatever it may be, you have that one task, right? And for example, for the photographer, if they don't focus, they're not going to get that good shot, right? Or if you're a surgeon and you're, you're doing your procedure, you know, you don't want to nip or cut in the wrong place, in the wrong place, you know, things like that. For us in karate, if I'm not focused when I'm doing kumite, I could get punched in the face. Or I could get thrown a kick and someone scores in competition. Or if I'm not focused, I could miss that one punch or that one spirit cry that can get me disqualified against my competitor or give them the advantage, you know? So that's the thing for me. It is silent, you are correct. But the thing is, I have to be so in the zone, so in my moment, I have to be, literally, my thoughts have to be on the part of my body that is moving at that moment. I can't be thinking of, oh, did I cook today? Or did I finish that assignment at work today? Or what is it that I'm doing after this? No, I have to be Lady DMC, the Karateka for however long my competition is, forever, for however long my class is, I have to be there or else something's gonna go wrong in my, in my art, in my sport. And that's what's helped me because my brain usually, usually doesn't work that way. My, as you said, it's the four railroad tracks with everybody screaming and conductors trying to figure out how to not crash into one another. Girl, yes. Um, but, I guess like my my question to you is with your anxiety being so present uh -huh. how are you able to kind of reel it back in like have you ever experienced where you aren't able to get your anxiety to calm down and get you allow you to like focus I have I actually have that experience a lot during my belt tests um where I promised myself that I'm going to focus and yet I still end up screwing up and kind of kicking myself in the head for it a little bit but again it's that whole exposure thing and I'm telling myself I'm barely starting with this in terms of the exposure in terms of trying to get over my fear of performing so even if it takes over for a little bit next time will be better it's kind of that self-talk I have to remind myself that it's okay. I'm not going to be perfect, no matter how much I want it to go 
but yes, I do have that experience of my anxiety taking over. So karate sounds a lot like like mindfulness, like grounding yourself. Is is that the experience you get? Definitely. It's, you know, some people have yoga, some people have, you know, tai chi, you know, meditation, whatever it may be. For me, it's it's karate. I go into my dojo and I really like the expression that you use, you know, the anxiety is left in the parking lot. Anxiety is not allowed to walk in with me there. It's it's all gone. It It's just me for an hour or two with my senseis, my fellow karatecas. I'm in my dojo doing my thing. And I think that's why I've had so many experiences, so many days where I go into class like after a difficult or busy or stressful day at work and I'm just like, I don't want to go. I really just want to go home. I want to be with my hubby. I want to be watching a movie. I force myself to go and by the time I come out of my dojo, I've literally turned that frown upside down. And I just come out with the smile and my heart just feels so much lighter and it just feels really nice. Do you regret not starting karate at a younger age? Oh, most definitely. I think I would have been so much more disciplined and um, I think I would have perfected the art so much faster. Especially um, when I see those kids that are already first or second degree black belts at, I don't know, maybe 14, 15, you know, young kids. And I just see how well I literally turn to my sensei and to my fellow karatekas and I'm like, I want to be like them when I grow up. And everybody starts laughing. I'm like, they're amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I wish I could have found my grounding activity a lot sooner. It would have been nice. <laughs> um, do you think you would try another self-care activity or is karate the one? Oh no, I'm definitely open to... Maybe ex experimenting something with music. I really love music as well. Um, I love dancing. I love dancing a lot, but you and I have, I've also told you this, um, you know, behind the scenes, but I really like singing. I'm not good at it, but <laughs> I, I really like the singing aspect of music. Um, so I would like to maybe take voice lessons or I, I'm starting to cook. You know, I'm not great at it at all, but I enjoy the kitchen, you know, so maybe if I could learn a couple recipes, take a cooking class, I think that'd be cool. But yeah, no, I'd definitely be open to something else for sure. Cool. I think that would be really cool. I think, and you know, we've talked about this behind the scenes and I think we've proposed this question in one of our episodes, but mm -hmm. us switching our self-care activities and you know, you teaching me karate and me show, um, showing you some Bollywood moves. I think that'd be really cool. Because, you know, like I said, I have tried karate and I didn't like it because of just the environment. But I think it'd be really cool to learn some moves. And I, I know you love dancing and we need to get you prepped for my wedding. So, <laughs> gotta start that, year early. Let's do this. I am so down. I'm ready. You know, warriors, if, if you think this is a good idea... What would it be like to see Lady DMC doing some Bollywood and seeing Desi Girl doing some Shotokan Karate? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up what you think. We would do something on our Patreon for you guys and uh, make it a little bit of fun. You know, share share what quiets each of our mind with each other and with you guys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um. So, 
another reason why we did this episode was because, you know, we wanted to share our passion about our self-care activities, but also talk about how important self-care has been for both of us. Last week, we talked about time management and how that impacts our mental health. Um, Lady DMC, can you kind of talk a little bit about how self-care has either helped you or was detrimental to your mental health? Just kind of give, you know, give being the warriors insight on how self-care has played a role in your mental health. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree that self-care is absolutely fundamental to our recovery. As a warrior, you know, taking that moment to do something that just makes my heart happy just has propelled me forward so much. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of everyday stress that we all go through, work, family, you know, we're on the clock and we're so fast paced all the time that to take a moment to do a little bit of self-care, something that genuinely makes you smile, something that doesn't just reach the heart, but that reaches the soul and just kind of puts you at ease like karate has done for me, I think is so beneficial. As I said, I come out so lighthearted. I come out smiling. I come out sweaty <laughs> after a good sparring session or after a good kata session, but it's absolutely worth it. And I think if I didn't have that grounding activity, that little thing to look forward to after a stressful day at work, you know, I would, I would be so much more bummed. You know, it allows me to come home relaxed, come home rested, come home in a very, very different mindset to my hubby, to just family, you know. And it it allows my brain to quiet before bed as well. My class is a little bit later in the afternoon, so it, it just helps me get tired as well, which is great for those of us that have gone through insomnia as well. Um... Again, I won't, I won't lie and say that my self-care is the cure-all, solve-all, but it definitely has helped tremendously. So, it's funny that you brought up insomnia, because I know there's another activity that you do when you have your sleepless nights. you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Are you talking about my sleepy app? <laughs> my other godsend, my other self-care activity. Y'all, if you have not gone onto the app store and searched for the Get Sleepy app, when we finish this episode, when you finish listening to it, go and do it right away. <laughs> I promise it will change your life. For those days that I do not have my karate class and that I do end up having a very, you know, difficult, stressful day, I'll lay in bed, throw on my beats, listen to my Get Sleepy app. Again, Get Sleepy. It's basically just um, stories for us adults. It could be... You, they do uh, kind of makeup stories. Like, for example, they did um, a remake of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but like a family version, like, to, to make it more fun. And the point of all these made-up stories, they take you through walks in the forest, they take you through rides on rivers. They just tell you little stories like that. And the point is not to 
get through the whole story if you can't. The point is to get your mind so focused on what you're hearing, on the story that you're being told, that your brain just falls into a deep sleep. I definitely recommend it to you guys. I, I told you, Desi Girl, that <laughs> I am not able to get even through 10-15 minutes of an episode because by then I'm already knocked out. And by the time I wake up, you know, to use the restroom or whatever in the middle of the night, I'm already like six or seven episodes in and I haven't even heard any of them because I knocked out with the first one. It's so good. Yeah, this girl, like, I'll text her sometimes at 2, 3 in the morning and she'll be like, my phone died. <laughs> Stories, I'm like, oh, whoops. Sorry, I was listening to Get Sleepy, my beds. <laughs> Yeah, so please check it out, Warriors. Um, Lady DMC, it's on Apple and Google? I believe it's on both platforms, yes. Uh, Apple and uh, Google Play. So Warriors, please check it out and leave a comment and let us know what your thoughts are. Yes, let us know. I know it's going to help you guys. It's, it's going to help quiet your mind. And if not, it's going to give you something very entertaining, very awesome to, to listen to. So yes, that's another one of my amazing self-care activities before bed. <laughs> yeah, the, the stories are interesting. I will say that. They just don't make me sleepy. <laughs> I get so interested. I'm like, oh my God, what happened sex? <laughs> yes, but mind you, you're listening to the story and you're not anxious anymore, are you? You just want to hear what's being told, huh? Yes, my anxiety See? does go away. I, I will say that, Warriors, my anxiety goes away. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check it out, Warriors, um, Lady DMC. And I'm sure it's going to be in our description as well, correct? You bet. I'll make sure to put it on there for you guys. Cool. Well, Warriors, that's all we have for you guys today. Lady DMC, anything else? Um, Actually, before we get going real quick, I wanted to... To just get your thought on something you know now that we're talking about self-care activities how we've talked about dance and karate i want to get this from from you as a as a social worker correct me if i'm wrong but i i want to get rid of that maybe um that misinterpretation that people have that a self-care activity has to be something you know expensive or has to has to be something fancy or has to be something that you take two or three hours to do correct me if i'm wrong but what i'm hearing here with our music with the karate with the get sleepy app which is free by the way <laughs> unless you want to get the get sleepy plus but go ahead and listen to the app and you can decide for yourself i do the free version and i'm fine with it but anyway <laughs> moving on what i'd like to say is for those that are thinking that it has to be something complicated, it's not. A self-care activity is just anything that you love. It could be from painting a picture to writing in a journal, listening to your favorite song, watching your favorite movie, taking a walk at the beach, taking a walk, I don't know, around your neighborhood. Correct me if I'm wrong, Desi girl. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I had a supervisor in grad school who her self-care activity was every morning she woke up, she cleaned her kitchen, she mopped her floors, vacuumed the carpet, um, dusted like the whole apartment, and then would come to work. 
um, and she would get her Starbucks before she came to work, and that was a, something she had to do every morning. That was her self-care activity, and um, we challenged her. We're like, okay, don't do it for two weeks, and you could see a huge difference in her presentation and just her, you know, her interactions with us and the patients. You could tell that it was it impacted her really badly. So just simply cleaning is a self-care activity. And like you said, taking a walk around the street, going to the beach, um, cooking, cleaning, whatever it may be, anything can be your self-care activity. It doesn't need to be a fancy little thing um, that we sometimes think is, oh, this is self-care and this is just you messing around or this is a duty. Yeah, and as I said, kind of like what you're telling us, it could be something really simple. You don't have to go and pay 200 or 300 a month for a class or, you know, you don't have to sign up for that $50 class or whatever, art class or whatever it may be, it could be absolutely free. Or another self-care activity that we have, girl, I know for me, I don't know about for you, but having these recording sessions with you, my homegirl, my bestie, this this definitely brightens my day, gets my mind off work, gets my mind off of just the daily duties, This is so much fun for me as well. This is another self-care activity because for me, yes, we are recording. Our conversation's being recorded, but that's spending time with you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, girl. I enjoy our recording sessions. I mean, we talk every day, all day, typically. Um, But I just think it's so much fun. And like you said, my anxiety, everything is left, you know, by the door. And I'm focused on our conversation, us joking around warriors. What you see on here, this is all raw and real. Like this is how we really are behind the scenes. We we joke around, we interrupt one another. You know, we're this is us. This is Lady DMC and DMC Girl. What you hear is what you get. <laughs> there is no play here. There is no acting. This is this is us. <laughs> one hundred. Yaman. Um. I have one last question for you, Lady DMC. For sure. So you're married, and soon you'll have a baby. Yes. Do you? Th- I mean, I don't know if you've thought this far. Like we talked about last week, you you aren't like me where we think years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you think that will impact like? you know, having kids and being busy, being a mom, a wife, and a daughter. Um, if you're not able to engage in karate, do you feel like that's going to impact you? Have you kind of prepared yourself or? You know, that's a very, very good question, actually. Um, I think what I've noticed with my brain is as long as I keep it occupied on something, that's that's kind of why I mentioned the possibility of like looking into cooking and things like that because as long as my brain is focused on something else, I'm usually okay. Um, I definitely would miss it, would miss it with all my heart because it's something that I love very much. Um, but I I think if when I if and when I get to that new stage in life of not only being a wife but being a mom as well. Um, I think my brain would be occupied, you know, with the normal daily chores. As the kids grow up, you know, my brain would be focused on making sure that they're 
doing good in school, making sure their homework is done, and of course the normal making sure that I make the meals for the family, things like that. I think I would be okay. I just don't, I, I can't confirm that, you know, obviously till I'm at that point. Um, but from past experience, I, I think I would make it through. And I would love to somehow maybe potentially keep a class or two a month if at all possible, you know, when that time comes. So that hopefully I don't have to leave my self-care activity 100%. You know, obviously I wouldn't be able to be there at the eight classes a month, which is completely understandable. But, um, you know, if I could go for at least a day or two, it would still be, still be very helpful, I think. And Lady DMC and I have talked about incorporating our self-care activity within MHD. Um, it's not happening anytime soon, I assure you. <laughs> we have a lot going on right now, but I think in the future, we may be incorporating karate and Bollywood dance into MHD. So, Warriors, if you have any thoughts on that, leave us a comment and we'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Absolutely. Well, Lady DMC, anything else? I think that's all we have in the conversation for our Warriors today. I agree. Do you want to share with our Warriors all of our platforms, contact information, all the 411? You bet. So if you guys are out there, you know, if you like what you're hearing and you want to reach out to us and you're wondering how you can do so, Desi Girl does an amazing, amazing job at keeping up our social media. Girl, you're fantastic. Seriously. The way this girl handles it is, oh my God. Please check out our Instagram. Our handles at mental health diaries two, right? At mental health diaries two on Instagram, y'all. Um, you'll find inspirational quotes. You'll find um, Desi Girl reaching out to you guys when we do new posts. You know, keep up with us there. You can DM us there as well. If you'd like to partner with us, just say hello. That's one way you could do so. We also have Facebook, Mental Health Diaries. We also have Twitter, Mental underscore Diaries 2, I believe is our handle on Twitter. Um, and if maybe you're this shyer kind and you would like to just go ahead and directly email us, maybe you have suggestions for a topic that you want us to discuss on the air, maybe you really liked an episode and you want to reach out or if you simply want to say hello um go ahead and contact us at mentalhealthdiaries2 at gmail.com we also have of course our blog site mentalhealthdiaries.net which is being revamped so keep an eye out for that we're working very hard behind the scenes for you guys keep an eye out more news on that coming up we also have our patreon mental health diaries if you'd like to support us and help destigmatize conversations on mental health uh join us there we'd absolutely love the support and every dime that we receive of funding will be used towards our goal towards our mission of destigmatizing mental health and we also have a merch store which we're also um we're working with teespring on this merch store we're also revamping that so keep an eye out we'll have great stuff for you guys mugs 
leggings, water bottles, cell phone cases. We're working very hard on that for you guys. So yeah, I think that's it. It's a long list warriors, I know. We have a lot going on in MHD. Oh yes. <laughs> well warriors, it was great chatting with you guys today. We shall see you next week. Don't be too sad in warriors. Until the next episode, stay happy, stay healthy. We'll see you for the next one. Bye. We thank you for tuning into this episode. Please don't forget to comment and subscribe to the Mental Diaries podcast.